You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. And W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Steps up and runs it. He faked everybody out. Adam took up the first down. Second down and five. 29 yards away, and it's good. 16 to 10. Bryce Young again over the middle. He's found a soft spot. Brooks spinning, and he'll go down at the six. Young pumps it, looking, steps back in the end zone. Touchdown, Alabama! Jameer Gibbs, what a play by Bryce! Big play for both teams here. Alabama up by one. Let's see if the Texas defense. Held him. And they did! Texas football! Play fake. Card. Over the middle. Caught! King! Texas! Play fake. Card! He took a sack! Trying to beat Alabama. Got it up! He's good! Young. Under pressure. Plays contained. Young. Runs it. Young. Snap, good haul, and once again, right down Main Street, and Alabama, Alabama comes back, and they defeat Texas on the road, 20 to 19, Nick Saban and Coach Sarkeesian and Grace, what a game. important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. 
winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hi, welcome in. It is a Tuesday edition. Jay Barker Show, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and uh, we got some guests coming up here a little bit later on as well throughout the show, and uh, look forward to that, getting their take on not only Alabama, Texas, but some of the other SEC matchups throughout the weekend. Uh, right now, though, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Seahawks and uh, last night the Broncos as Russell Wilson made his return to Seattle. We'll get into that here in just one second, but uh, the Seahawks take the game 17-16 to and a 64-yard uh, Phil go uh, temp there at the end of the game and a lot of question marks around time management and uh, was that the right call? Russell Wilson came out and said last night that uh, he agreed with the call. So we'll get into that and much more from Monday Night Football. We're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Got the Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. Whether it's tailgating before those UAB matchups or any other events at Protective Stadium and uh, co-workers, family, friends, you'll love the food, the drinks, the fun, and more importantly, they do a lot of charitable events. They do a lot of corporate events as well. You'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sonny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sonny King Ford. All right, let's welcome them in. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. Hey, guys, good afternoon. Hope you're doing well. What a beautiful day today. Yeah, it's so, um, it's all good. It, it is all good. Tony Curry in the house. Yeah, uh, guys, it feels like fall finally. It took us uh, a long time. I, I don't think it is. Um, I was telling a friend earlier this morning that the, the weather hasn't felt this sort of refreshing since about March. And so, uh, man, it is just a, a glorious day out there. And uh, it would be a perfect day to play golf if uh, work didn't get in the way, Matt. Well, you have your professor duties, Lars. So, Lars is coming to us from Tuscaloosa. Now, Tony Curry is in the house. Tony, I'm going, I'm going straight past Russell Wilson, straight past the Seahawks. I'm just going to say, did Seattle's uniform look like a Technicolor yawn to yes, you? Yes, it did. As a matter of fact, it did. Uh, but they still got the, the, the big W last night. And uh, if you want to go back to the weather, it was 55 degrees this morning, and I knew it was getting chilly. Uh, last week, it got into the 60s for the first time, and I had a spider the size of your head. Outside my studio door, I almost walked into it. I almost did the, uh, the Jim Carrey type of thing. This right morning, here? this no, in my studio. Oh, okay. Tony Curry. This morning, I go down to make myself a cup of coffee. Four thirty, two little Mises go running across the floor. I hate Mises in the, in, in the studio. Uh, so I got my tongs out. They were a little slow this morning. Probably a lot of things are slow in my studio. So I got my tongs out, and I could actually pick them up one by one. And I picked no, them up. you yes, can't. I, 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 Where's I, the video? I, I need proof. I posted it on my Twitter. I'll show it to you. I posted okay. it on my Twitter this morning. So I picked up each one of them and placed them outside so they could run off and go do their thing. So I know like it's in the salad 50s. salad tongs? Yeah, my salad tongs, yes. First, oh. I sprayed them with some ant spray. It didn't work. Not eating at your house And I kind of, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, I love the wildlife. But, yeah, a great game last night. Uh, was uh, My son and I were texting back and forth. He was not in the same room with me. And uh, the biggest <laughs> surprise coming from uh, this 17-year-old was that uh, he could not believe 
how much the Seattle Seahawks, home of the 12th man, were booing Russell Wilson. I said, you know, Santo, fans are loyal. Players and coaches are not. I said, they will flip on you in a heartbeat. I said, for the extra money, players get to go. If you as a fan were told, hey, listen, I know you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, but I will give you $3.7 million more if you'll go to the Dallas Cowboys, they would not be loyal to you as well. And he's like, that makes a good point. But, yeah, I was surprised that how many people were going Russell too. Wilson. I, I mean, I was I was too. Too. Is yeah. it not Because I thought they would that, still. Yeah, is it not different that he, you know, because of the, the circumstance, I mean, they tried to get rid of him, what, I, I guess, probably four, about three or four years before that. Uh, try to do a trade before the draft, and he got he kind of got word of that. Then uh, a lot of it was that they were trying to get get him out of there more. You know, it wasn't so much that Russell Wilson wanted to leave him. He even said he he was hoping to you know, play twenty plus years as a Seattle Seahawk. You would think the fans would understand that the the business move was not so much on his part as it was on the teams, and they'd been trying to do it for years. Yeah, but he also requested the trade. I mean, he forced his way out of Seattle. It wasn't like uh, he was a free agent and just went wherever he chose. He he uh, he, he basically, you know, uh, I think forced, he the, forced the ownership. Yeah. And also the fact that he just signed a contract for $245 million probably doesn't sit too well with, uh, with the Seattle fans. Uh, but, hey... Who would have thought that Geno Smith would outgun Russell Wilson and uh, and lead Seattle to the victory? Granted, Dallas out. I'm sorry, Denver outplayed the Seahawks uh, for most of the game, and they had those two fumbles uh, inside inside the five yard line. Um, and in Russell Wilson, he looked good. You know, finished 29 of 42 for 340 and uh, 340 yards and a touchdown. But um, it's team game, and, and usually, Jay, you know this better than anyone. The team that turns the ball over the most is usually going to lose the game. I mean, it, it's really it's that simple at, at high levels of college football and high levels of of the NFL. Yeah, it works at the pop uh, pop Warner level as well, but mostly at, at, at your your big time college and NFL. NFL, you turn the ball over. It's just it's going to hurt you uh, in so many ways. Um, and for them, they drove the ball so well. And, and Seattle just did a good job of, of really toughening up at the goal line and uh, really restricting them. I, I really questioned a lot of the play calling last night for Seattle. I questioned a lot of the, the play clock or the clock management uh, at the end of the game and even sometimes even before the first half. I uh, felt like that they, they uh, left a lot of second. They, they seemed very slow, uh, Tony, in, in, their, um, in, in, in their operations on offense, getting plays in. They had a lot of delay of games. Um, that you don't normally see from a veteran quarterback like Russell Wilson. They brought up the fact that, well, these guys haven't played a lot. Well, you, you, that's not acceptable. I mean, you got, you got to watch the clock. you got to be a more have a, a more of a sense of urgency, and especially there late in the game. I mean, they could have called some timeouts, gotten some plays together, even on second, third down, would have given them more time. And I don't know if they were just thinking, okay, well, we, we got it in, in our hands. We feel like our kicker can make the 64. I mean, that's, I don't care how good of a kicker you are and how big of a leg you've got. To be able to be accurate from 64 yards out is just almost, I mean, the odds of that is just not the odds you should play. You should play for the first down. No, there's no doubt. I guess it was a fourth and fourth and five at about a minute 10 left, and a lot of people were yeah. saying, do you want to go ahead and uh, go ahead and go for the first down and then uh, use your two timeouts left in order to like, try to get the football back? But my thing, though, is he let the clock run down to the point like where it, it, it was do or die. I mean, you, you had to let it. At that point, the game was over one way or another. At mm-hmm. that point, you know, Go ahead and make the kick. 
with a minute 10 left, minute 5 left, and maybe you can still use those two turnovers if, if in fact, you missed the kick, which they did. So, yeah, time management was a little strange. Um, it was just a, a really bizarre weekend in college and professional football. You guys talk about the turnovers. I hate turnovers. Uh, I, my Cincinnati Bengals turned it over four or five different times, four times through picks through Joe Burrow, and they almost still won the football game, which is unbelievable. I think that's only happened like four times in NFL history. A team's turned it over five times and actually won the football game. But then, you know, you just talk about the kicking. I mean, the kickers uh, in the National Football League this past weekend were unbelievably gosh-awful horrible. I mean, it was just that people were missing all over the place, so I don't know if I'd want to hang that 64-yarder to win a football game at any time, uh, but certainly not the way the kickers were performing this past week in the National Football League. It was rough to watch. I'm not getting any commentary on the color of the uniforms, Emma. No. <laughs> Lars, did, did you like the Seattle uniforms? Jay? Uh, I, I didn't really have a problem with them. I mean, uh, you know, little, little, uh, little bright. But uh, I had a bigger problem with uh, Denver just trying to get in and out of the huddle. I mean, Jay, you, I think you, you hit it on the head. They were not getting out of the huddle until there was like eight seconds left on the play clock. And that shouldn't be happening. And it, it really raises a larger issue. And it, it applies to the Bengals and a couple other teams that didn't play their starters at all in the preseason. And the teams that didn't play the, the starters seemed like that they were just off. You know, Joe Burrow's first pass, a uh, pick six. Uh, Cincinnati took a long time to get going, and they didn't play their starters in the in the preseason. Uh, same with Denver, and, and Denver just seemed a little discombobulated there. Just the simple things of, of getting the, the play call right. And, uh, you know, Russell Wilson has experience in that stadium. He knows exactly how loud it was going to be, or he knew exactly how loud it was going to be. Uh, it was just, it was just surprising to see a veteran quarterback not be able to, uh, I mean, obviously it's coach, it, there's, there's coach issues on the sideline, right, Jay? I mean, what, what, <laughs> take us behind the scenes there. What, what actually is going on and why, why was it uh, uh, just over and over and over again they're having these issues? And even when they would get the playoff with like, you know, a half a second, it was obviously rushed. And that led to uh, mistakes on the offensive line. I think in one situation it led to a fumble. Uh, it just uh, they just seemed a little bit uh, a little bit off the Denver offense. Yeah, Troy Aitman continued to talk about that throughout the night, saying you know a veteran quarterback should not be going through that. I love Russell Wilson, but I think last night the clock management on from him, from the coaches, getting the play calls in was very slow, uh, getting guys in and out of the game. thought Jerry Judy had some really good moments last night. He was wide open on one pass there yeah. late in the game on a crossing route. If he hits him, I, I think Jerry Judy's running for a while, and that, that, uh, that field goal is a lot shorter than what it was. Back to the jerseys real quick. One of the things I thought about before the game when I saw him come out with those jerseys on, um, and, and even, even Josh brought this up our producer, it reminded me a lot of Oregon, kind of the colors that they would wear. But I thought to myself, because going into that game, I really thought they'd wear their normal colors. Why? Because Russell Wilson threw to him for how many years? You know, and all of a sudden he goes back and kind of loses his mind for a second and throws to the wrong team. Uh, I would have expected them to use the color that he was most uh, used to, not a bright color that would totally differentiate you from uh, from everybody out there. Uh, but uh, that was something I, I thought about. Now, also back to McManus, one of eight from 61 or out. I mean, 61 is large. I mean, his longest. So 64 would have tied the all-time field goal uh, range as far as yards uh, for a kick in the NFL. So he was he's one of eight now, and two of 29 is the league. 
The league is 229 from 61 yards or more. So I, I, I just don't think those odds are, are playing in your favor. He had the length. He had the yeah, length. Yeah, it was I up mean, there. It's just, it's, but it's just the Yeah, you're right. Jay, If it, because it's so far, if you, if you are not just pinpoint accurate when the ball leaves the, your foot, it, it, it's going to drift one way or the other, and yeah, it, it is like so hard from the uh, from the from the opposite uh, free throw line. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, 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 it, it would have been it would have been a hell of a finish, and maybe that's what they were going. No, I don't know, but it would have been it would have been a fantastic finish to obviously set that mark and do it on Monday Night Football. Would I, I? You know, we we as fans love that. We we love when your uh, game kicks are going to be of record the length, and you can make those. And it would have been unbelievable in a, in a fine fitting. For the first NFL season uh, in the week, uh, playing this past week, but yeah, it, it, as long as you got the leg, I say go for it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Now, if you're going to come up ten yards short, then I'm like, why do you even give a shot? Because you have to have the accuracy and, and the length. But as long as you know you can make it 61, 64 yards, I say go for it. You're not going to bring Man, a I, pick six, are you? I, no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. By the way, the yeah, uniforms look like the Orlando Thunder of the old World League of American football mm-hmm. for the two of us that actually remember that, and they're both in the studio. Yep. Uh, and I bring I up uh, uniforms for another reason, too. <laughs> another Scott Campbell, unbelievable quarterback in that league. Uh, another reason is could there be a uniform change at AU Saturday afternoon? Hmm. That's, that's your tease. Because they get dirty at halftime? No. No, no, no. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. So the, second fumble by, the second fumble by the running back, I thought the guy's throwing the game. He's got money on this game. <laughs> Williams. You know what, Jay? I, really totally I totally agree with you, Jay. It, it, the I Utah t- State coach You're a smart it, man. Right? You're a brilliant man is what you are, Jay Bird. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come I'm back go and uh, continue. Right now. <laughs> That's right. On the other side, uh, a lot to get into today. We also got Michael Casagrande going to be joining us uh, in just a little bit as well. Look forward to that, and uh, we'll get his take on Alabama and Texas in this past weekend. Continue to break that down and look ahead to what's happening this weekend as well for the Crimson Tide. Stay with us. We're live from AVX Audio Video. Edward Caraway, Brad Proctor, Vishal Daya, and Petra Lynch, all board certified, 205-752-0694. Visit the website, mycvmd.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A day of blue sky and sunshine. The weather less humid. The high today, 84. Clear and cool again tonight, the low 58. And we stay dry tomorrow and Thursday. Lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 84 and 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Look, we've got enough good players. I think good players have to make good choices and decisions about how they do their job, the discipline that they play with. And everybody can't have one my back. Everybody can't have one low. You know, we run an RPO and the the receiver runs around half speed. Quarterback is stuck. He didn't know what to do. So all these things are correctable, but all these things need to be fixed, and we need to 
do these things on a more consistent basis. And the players have to respect those facts in terms of respecting what it takes to win. And if they're willing to do that, we'll get better and they'll get better and they'll create more value for themselves and we'll have a better team. But I do think we need to do that. Welcome back in, and that's Coach Saban talking about offensive versatility and uh, Alabama this weekend getting the win over Texas and uh, a crazy weekend. And I'll start with you, Tony Curry from Tony Curry Radio Network with us here on this Tuesday. He'll be with us again on Friday. Um, it's, uh, talking about just the upset weekend, I mean, from Appalachia State, Marshall, uh, to uh, you know Auburn, almost uh, really having a tough time with San Jose State. Um, a number of games, Alabama's close call with Texas. It's a weird weekend. That may be why uh, I had a couple of Mises in my basement this morning, Matt. Mice. Because, Mises. Because when Sark is citing Nick Saban saying, don't believe the rat poison, man. Uh, yeah, uh, it was a crazy <laughs> weekend. And we said it right here on this show last Friday, did we not? Let's look after Notre Dame and find out what happens. Because we know how Notre Dame performs after big weekends, particularly when they lose. They get beat by Marshall. We saw App State. They're playing unbelievable. Of course, they lose their first ball game. They win this past week, and I did not see that coming. I had AM all day long, and Jimbo Fisher is now looking from top to bottom. We have to reassess the entire football team, as they should. You got Georgia Southern. Uh, who knocked off Nebraska, and of course UAB's got them coming up this weekend, and UAB's favored by 12 over Georgia Southern, 2-0. Atina's knocked Scott Frost off as you-know-what, no longer the Nebraska head coach. I want to talk about that a little bit. But the Bama game, you know, I can polish a turd, okay? I will find the silver lining in everything. When I saw Alabama win that football game, the first thing I thought, I was sitting there watching with my son, I said, you just saw Bryce Young's Heisman Trophy moment. When he did the 20-yard scramble in order to get them down there to the point where they could kick the field goal, I said, you know, he's 27 to 39, one touchdown, zero picks, not Heisman-like numbers. But I said, Heisman Trophy winners figure out a way to win the football game. He was cool. He was calm. He's collected. He made two huge fourth down plays in that fourth quarter. And that, for me, was his Heisman Trophy moment. Every Heisman Trophy winner has that one moment everyone looks at and says, that's it. That's the game right there that I think may win him and catapult him into winning back-to-back Heisman Trophy winners the first time since Archie Griffin did it. But listen. you know, Tony, you, it's so you, early to say that, No, man. it's not. Not when, it, not when you're the reigning champion. It's two games no. into the year. No, because it's his trophy to lose. And I'm telling you right now, you can tell it in about nine or ten weeks, we'll be sitting here saying Bryce is going to win his second Heisman Trophy winner. And I'm telling you, we're going to look back at that Texas rat game and go remember you are how throwing rat poison I know. I, I put the rats back outside. I didn't even put the poison out. I didn't tongs. even kill the little booger bears. I should have. Do you use tongs but or when, thongs? I use... <laughs> I used tongs, but they were wearing thongs. No, the thing is, is, you know, and Jay, you know this as well as anybody, and Lars alluded to this, when you're resting players, and certainly you don't do that in college football and pros, when you're resting players, we've seen Cincinnati do this before playoff games. They did it against the Jets a few years ago where they didn't play the last week of the year and they got blown out in the first round of the playoffs. When you rest guys in the NFL, it, it, it the rust does have to come off first. In college football, sometimes you're just going to make a lot of mistakes. Kudos to 105,000 people in Austin down Texas uh, who were so loud, so rampant, and just getting after it. Alabama, 11 penalties in the first half, 15 overall. I know Nick Saban probably wore out some you-know-what, not only at halftime, but at the end of the football game. And Thank goodness they got the win. But for me, I took away from that game. That was Bryce Young's Heisman Trophy moment in that game. We'll be talking about that in 10 weeks. You watch. Okay. So just a lot of season left. Yeah. 
I know. But you've already locked it up, sent him the key, made him in the Nissan commercial? Yep. Oops, that already happened. I have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, the, the, the uniform thing, I didn't want to tease without completing the pass. Auburn is talking about wearing orange uniforms against Penn State. Have y'all heard that? Yeah. They Should can, they do that? You know what? If they're worried about what they're going to wear against Penn State, we got bigger issues. They need to worry <laughs> about what they're wearing out on the football field, not wearing on their backs. Don't you think that place would come unglued if they ran out there in orange? I think they're going to come unglued if they lose to a San Jose State, and it came really close this past weekend. They don't need to be worrying about the uniforms right now. They need to worry about what's in their brains, what's in their legs, what's in their arms, and what's in their hearts. Wow. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, time for, it's time for Auburn to find its offense, and uh, they're going to need it this weekend. Uh, another team that is really struggling with their offense, and that is Texas A&MJ. Uh, Jimbo Fisher was asked in a press conference uh, yesterday if he would consider relinquishing play calling duties. And he said, yeah, I would. You know, I have to evaluate it. But, man, look, look at the numbers here. Texas A&M is currently ranked 103rd nationally in total offense. And App State gave up 63 points to North Carolina, right, the previous <clears> week. <throat> Texas A&M had nine first downs and 186 yards of total offense. Now, Jimbo, and, and you know this, Jay, he has been calling plays essentially since 1991 when he was at Samford. And he won national titles as an OC at LSU with Coach Saban, and then as Florida, then he won and won as Florida State's head coach while calling the plays. The problem is he's run the same offense, Lars. <laughs> okay, go. On. Yeah, just so yeah. just please expand on that. What what is the issue here? Yeah, I mean it's, it's the old FSU offense. I mean it's you know they they throw uh, you know to throw the ball up deep. They call it jump ball. They you know play action pass. Every pass that he runs takes so long to uh, to develop and you just don't have that kind of time now with the kind of pressure you're getting from the defense the speed on that side of the ball everybody's adapted to uh what they're facing with the spread offense so the speed factor there uh, you know you just can't take as long as you can you know off the seven step drops that he was used to running himself at sanford under terry bowden the bowden system he's kept that system intact and uh, he's tried to adapt it a little bit but really hasn't moved forward and um you know you brought up as far as the question he said in time i would possibly could you always evaluate those things so in time i would means i'm not going to relinquish it right now but i might you know over the next uh, so many weeks or or year uh i mean you know he's sitting in a comfortable spot i mean i, I know that uh, you guys just paid 15 million dollars to get rid of your coach i still don't understand why they didn't wait till october for that but uh i get it they wanted to move past it but it's a lot of money but uh, jimbo's got similar type of contracts and buyouts uh he's pretty safe uh as far as what's going on and um you know I, I don't think he has adapted as well as other coaches have on that offense side of the football matt um, all right so i guess we lost matt oh, wow, all right um yeah, good. <laughs> you there okay no he, he was uh he was dumbfounded he was yeah i mean uh, it was i was i was overwhelmed yeah actually i was looking up something else and not paying a damn bit of attention can i just be honest sure <laughs> sorry about that jay oh uh, Okay, let's. Uh, could we yeah. break? Go to Michael Casagrande. We got perhaps? Michael coming up. Yeah, that's right. Michael Casagrande coming up next. We'll talk Alabama and Texas. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O.
Saturday's Alabama football game versus Texas matchup averaged 10,595,000 viewers on Fox. 2022's most watched college football game across any network. And college football Fox's fourth most watched regular season matchup in history. And uh, unbelievable as far as the amount of people. 10.5 million, over 10.5 million people watching that particular matchup. One guy that was watching it, Michael Casagrande, who covers Alabama athletics for AL.com, Birmingham News, Press Register, and Huntsville Times. Welcome him in and uh, talk about this game and the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. Michael, great to have you on. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, first of all, just your initial thoughts about that 10.5 million viewers. Yeah, uh, I'd imagine that's that's why Fox likes that early time slot. Uh, Usually the other networks put the the second-tier games at noon, so I assume they thought they could undercut, uh, maybe get a bigger share of the audience where people didn't want to watch uh, five games. So it makes sense that they do that. It's not always the best fans to go to the game, but... Yeah, good selling point for the SEC when it comes to bringing Texas and Oklahoma into the league. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, Texas is a huge audience. Always going to have one of the biggest fan bases out there. So, yeah, there's a reason why they have their own network. All right, just your initial thoughts about the game, but just kind of from the uh, from the uh, hundred thousand foot uh, level, kind of what you saw and kind of what you're hearing and kind of what your, your takeaway was from this this game. Even though Alabama won by one, uh, they they still won the game, even though it was ugly. Yeah, it was it was definitely ugly. Um, I think there there were some things that were exposed that were probably should have seen coming, um, but you don't really get much of a, a preview in the. Utah State game, but I think the um, the receiver room um, definitely some work to be done in terms of whether it's game planning or whatever it is to get to get guys open. Just watching it from the press box, you couldn't always see it on TV. But when you look downfield, Bryce Young's in the pocket, and there's really nobody open down there. So it, for three quarters, just nothing downfield. Couldn't really manage anything, and so I think they need to figure out something whether it's scheme or whatever, Tyler Harrell, if he can um, heal up and provide that downfield threat that uh, Jamison Williams had a year ago, they really seemed to change the dynamic of the way teams guarded uh, uh, a receiver group when he could get you know, track star speed straight down the middle of the field that really loosens everything up. One of the most shocking uh, developments in that game was the number of penalties against Alabama, 15, the most of the Saban era. Did you see that coming at all, and does that uh, raise larger concerns for you about this team? Yeah, it was. It definitely didn't see it coming, the way they talked about the maturity and um, the discipline of this team. Uh, there were most of them, I think 11 of the 15 were on the defense, um, four were uh, offensive delay of game or a couple of false starts, but yeah, there were. I mean, there were defensive backs or never number of pass interference calls. Um, discipline, you know, the Will Anderson late hit. Three of them, I think, on him for lining up offside. So those are things. I mean, there, there are certain some things that can be fixed, some things that are just, just can't do. Um, so yeah, it was. It was more surprising that they got to 15 after three quarters and didn't commit a single one in the fourth to avoid breaking the school record. But, yeah, the way they just kind of completely changed forms in the, after the third quarter really was interesting. 
Michael Casagrande right here from AL.com and the Jay Barker Radio Network. I still can't believe we almost saw Alabama lose to a team and a kicker named Auburn. I still think that would have been kind of funny. But thank goodness it didn't happen. Hey, uh, I've been watching uh, Bryce a lot, obviously, in the first couple games, the Heisman Trophy winner. And uh, something's been said to me several times by several Alabama fans that he just doesn't look quite right. Doesn't look quite on. He's not as crisp with his throws. He's missing some guys high. What are you seeing? I mean, I think there's a lot that goes into that. It's not always just the the quarterback. Uh, it's sometimes it's the chemistry of getting on the same page with receivers, whether receivers are running the routes that that they were expected to run. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it'd be an interesting question to go deeper in with somebody who's got the, even more of a trained eye to see exactly what's going on to know what the quarterback is supposed to be doing on a given play. It's just, there's so many things that we don't know. We don't know what the, the play call is. We don't know all the different teams behind everything to to know exactly who's in the right and who's in the wrong. Um, I, I catch myself making assumptions of quite a bit about things like that. But yeah, it's it's uh, you know they really haven't been able to connect much down the field, and that's that's going to be concerning moving forward for them. Michael, one question, because I know you're very limited on time. Was much ado about nothing with the air conditioners in Alabama really believe? really bring the the big portable ones i've i've heard very little about this but from what i've heard that they there was nothing there were no issues with air conditioning at the with the locker room and they they did bring their own the sec's gonna step (laughs) in sec's gonna step in and go you better get air conditioning but when you get in this conference you better have air conditioners in your locker yeah, they brought. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was any high school Yeah, Michael, just moving forward now and uh, kind of getting past this. I mean, I, to me, and, and you know this just from being around Coach Saban for so long, and and covering him, and and I, I think he loves these type of games. I mean, I, I know it doesn't look good for the fans. I know it doesn't. He he, he doesn't you know want to see his team have to struggle and make it a you know one point game. He'd much rather win by two or three touchdowns, but. He loves to coach and coach guys up, and he loves it when uh, they're able to kind of get put back in their place and humble just a bit. Talk about that and just the mentality of this team going forward. Yeah, it's a, it's a major talking point week, teaching point week. Um, you don't get dinged on the loss side, but you you were controlled for a majority of that game. felt like it was Texas's game to lose. So, yeah, I think they have a lot to teach without the, the negative repercussions of having – the loss and, you know, the the mounting pressure for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I think this is kind of ideal for what, what they would want in that coaching room. Michael, we appreciate your time. I mean, I know you, you're uh, short on time today and uh, got a lot going on with play interviews and stuff, so we really appreciate your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, man. Thank you. Michael Casagrande again, AO.com, and uh, service in Birmingham, uh, Huntsville Mobile, and uh, does a great job. So uh, we appreciate him joining us, giving us his breakdown on the uh, the Crimson Tide. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, continue more on Alabama and Texas, but also looking ahead, some of the other matchups and other storylines surrounding the NFL and college football. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide. You is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Just happy to be here. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A day of blue sky and sunshine. The weather less humid. The high today, 84. Clear and cool again tonight. The low, 58. And we stay dry tomorrow and Thursday. Lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 84 and 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Since high school, I played a lot of receiver. So, and at Tech, I played a little slot. So I was pretty used to it coming in now. I think we did a pretty good job, but we always have uh, stuff we need to work on. And then we'll just get back in the field room and improve this week. Yeah, it's just uh, we're losing. You know, we don't like to lose. So uh, we just, two-minute drill, we practice it every day. So we're pretty prepared for that. Preparation will be key. Just getting better every week. Just uh, staying in the field room, practicing as hard as we always do, and just, uh, you know, uh, I was the word. You know, just playing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess it starts with being disciplined. You know, uh, Texas, that is that is a great environment, but we just got to get, uh, get used to it, you know. Jameer Gibbs there, his thoughts uh, on the game and uh, preparation heading into the next as well. And uh, also uh, back to the audience for Alabama, Texas. Again, average 10.5 million viewers on Fox, 22's most watched game thus far. Fox Sports' fourth most watched college football game in the network's history. The audience peaked at 15,127,000 viewers between 3.15 and 3.30 p.m. Uh, great audience there for Fox and also for the uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide, but again, uh, brought this up earlier, Lars. Uh, SEC's got to feel good about that too. I mean, I, I know a lot going in with Sark and Saban and Alabama being number one. Could could Texas pull it off? And a lot of Texas fans, as well as Alabama fans, love college football, watching it. But um, that 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 bodes well for them getting Texas and Oklahoma, knowing that uh, people are interested in those matchups. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think at the peak, uh, 75% of the television sets in Birmingham that were turned on were on this game. And I, I think this underscores a larger point in that fans will find the game of the weekend no matter what time that game is played. So Fox has really been on to something. Now they're ahead of the curve, I think, because they get that 11 o'clock window, pretty much 11 central, all to themselves, essentially. I mean, there's other games on, but not of not of the quality of of that of that eleven o'clock game. And um, you know, again, I, I don't necessarily think Tony that it, it it matters what time the best game of the day is on. This shows us, and I and I know both both of these schools are are national programs. They have fans all over the country. I, I get that, but I think this shows us that um, that uh, again the time slot is not as important as what two teams are actually playing each other. No, Lars, you, you nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. And and I, I was pleasantly surprised because normally you see a ball game of this magnitude. It's a nighttime game. It's a 2.30 kick. I love the fact that it was 11 o'clock because, uh, you know, that's when I want to start my day. We're normally seeing all these Big Ten schools, Illinois, Northwestern, uh, or a Michigan State 
Uh, Rutgers playing at this 11 o'clock kickoff games. The Big Ten always seems to love those 11 o'clock games. But I love the fact this game was early in the season. And to your point, both you guys, you talk about 75% of the TVs. Those numbers fluctuate from minute to minute. Nielsen fluctuates the numbers from minute to minute during those games. If you look at how they use the wheels that going up and down, you've got TVs. If it was a 20-point ball game at halftime, you're losing probably 5 million of those folks. The fact that it was a close game was an incredibly fortunate thing, not only for the football fan, but also for Fox Sports. Well, I'm wondering what were the 25% doing? No I, doubt. Cutting grass. QVC? Yeah. No. I actually like to get out on the, West Coast. the beginning of Alabama games. Uh, could have been. Right. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's a great point, Jay, because time zones are going to make a difference because that's 11 o'clock hour. Well, he mentioned, he, well yeah, 9 o'clock West Coast time. In the Burmese market. Yeah, right, the Burmese right, yeah, market. So, yeah. yeah, so those people weren't on the West Coast. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. And, again, I, I brought this up before, but I thought to myself, if Alabama loses a football game to a kicker named Auburn, I'm going to lose my brain. I don't know if anyone saw that. His name was Bert oh, yeah. Orange. I would have yeah. been okay with that. But having a guy named Auburn kick the football and, and they end up winning that football game, that would have been. He had Auburn hair. Too. There would have been bumper stickers printed on Sunday mornings, I'm telling you that much. They would have been, it would have been rough to watch. Hey, by the way, uh, before we move on, I want to wish a happy birthday. 32 years old today, former Alabama quarterback. You know what I'm talking about? One of the most fortunate guys in all of sports. AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron is 32 today. I talked about him this morning on Facebook. Man, he has got the greatest life in the history of sports for me. Because, Jay, you've said this numerous times. This is a Jim Sorge effect. Uh, listen, if you can play backup quarterback, and right now he's a free agent at the age of 32. He's got three lovely kids with a, an even more lovely wife. He should get out in the front yard and throw football with her. Um, he is uh, one of those fortunate guys where, and I know he's a competitive guy. He's the only guy to ever win back-to-back national championships in the BCS era. Uh, and, and, and I know he wants to play. He's only started eight games his entire career in the National Football League, and he's 32 years old. He's only appeared in 18 games. But if you could be a backup quarterback and get really, really wealthy and rich and have a wonderful family, and he seems to be generally happy, and still have another 60 years of your life on the backside, I think that's a good life. And he doesn't complain. He seems to be generally interested. And, again, he's a free agent. I think the last team he was with, I forget who he was with last year, uh, but he was with the Cincinnati Bengals for four years. Uh, But good for him, and happy birthday to uh, one A.J. McCarron, a guy who I really thought was going to put a footprint in the National Football League. Just based on what he did in college, I thought for sure he'd be a starter somewhere, but it didn't happen. But he seems to be okay with that. One other guy did that, also wore crimson. Jeff Rutledge. Mm-hmm. There you go, Jeff. Yep. You're exactly right. I mean, that's a pretty good gig, man. It really is. I know. I know he wants to play. I know he's a competitor. But you know, as 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 a as a peasant, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? You're not taking the hits. You're not in the ice baths every Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. Uh, and you're getting paid quite handsomely. Thank you very much. And you've been doing it for about nine or ten years. That's a pretty good gig. Yeah. Okay, well, Jeff Rutledge ended up with two or three hey. Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. It's hey guys. As far as I, I can tell. Uh, A.J. McCarron has made north of $15 million in his career. Uh, so he, he, he he's done all right. He's done all right. He's done great. And his wife seems to be doing pretty well for herself, too. He's, he's making doing the Brent Musburger very, very proud. Is he mini me and Tom Brady? <laughs> is he mini Tom Brady is what he is? I mean, obviously without the championships. But, I mean, the from a quarterback standpoint, looks good. He's got the rich wife. Yeah. The mini Tom Brady. <laughs> the mini Brady? Uh, the mini Brady, is he? I mean, he's got the hot wife. She's a model. She's probably she's probably making some pretty cool cash too. I'm just saying, good for him. I love those. You never you never hear those stories about those guys because he's just been good enough, and he and he and he seems to be a leader. I know uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, teammates they loved him. They loved when he came in and played. 
Uh, but again, only starting eight games in what eight or nine years is a pretty good gig in the National Football League. You don't have to take the bruises, and he's a he's a great kid. Yeah, and Geno Smith was oh, there like- last night, getting his first start after eight years in the NFL. Man, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, and say first start as far as opening the season as the starting quarterback. But yeah, AJ. I mean, he he was a phenomenal quarterback at Alabama. The back to back championships. You know, the building of what coach. But what's amazing? It really started with humble beginnings, getting spanked by uh, Coach Saban on the sideline, <laughs> and that going into national. You know, oh, everywhere, all over the news, and um, you know, it's somewhat embarrassing for him. But they had a great relationship, and he was. I mean, a guy that had a chance to get a three peat. I mean, really, I thought he was going to get the three peat there for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so did I uh, until kick six happened, right? Don't remind me. And to this day, AJ claims he would have made the tackle if he was holding, but it was the backup holder, and uh, Chris Davis is still running wild in the imagination of Alabama fans. AJ's mm. book should be Nick Spank Me. Nick Spank Me, I love it. <laughs> spank Me, please. Thank you, sir. May I have, a, may I have another? May I have another? <laughs> All right, hey. uh, we'll continue. Go ahead, Matt. No, just wait. Isn't uh, Brando up next hour? 115. I'll throw that out there. Yep, and Brando with cool. us at 115. Cool, yeah, so he'll join us. We'll get his take on all this. I know he'll have a, a big-time take on it and a lot to say. So stay with us. We'll be live from ABX. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. A great family. Do so much for the community. But more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back in and hour number two presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. You'll absolutely love it. It is the bowling of this generation. We call it all the time. A great time. Family, friends, coworkers, a lot of events they do out there as well. Great for tailgating before UAB games or any events at Protective Stadium. Get out to Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. We got Tony Curry of Tony Curry Radio Network in the house. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson down to Tide. 100.9 FM, our flagship station, and uh, looking at this past weekend and some of the games and, and movement and the coaches and the AP polls, Kentucky, Brigham Young, they make the biggest leaps. The Wildcats vault 10 places to number 10 after winning at Florida, while the Cougars gain 11 spots to land at number 14 after outlasting Baylor in overtime. Arkansas also makes a big move, climbing six notches to number 11 after winning his SEC opener against South Carolina. In the other directions, Texas A&M falls from number six all the way down to number 22 after becoming Appalachian State's latest upset victim. Baylor slips 11 spots to number 19. Texas, despite being uh, coming up a bit short, uh, point short against Alabama, actually moves up to two spots uh, to number 20. Tennessee joins the uh, poll at number 16 following its overtime triumph at Pittsburgh, and Penn State moves in at number 23 with their matchup coming against the Auburn Tigers this weekend. Tony, uh, you know, just looking back at the weekend and uh, looking at all those different moves, uh, certain teams made some statements. Others almost uh, got beat or the upsets happened. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Notre Dame, too, falling off the face of the earth after their, you know, everyone kind of, they actually, I think they actually moved up a little bit after their first game against Ohio State because everyone thought they were just going to get absolutely rough shot over. But uh, losing, of course, this past weekend to Marshall, uh, the thundering herd uh, just really, you know, put the fear of a lot of Notre Dame fans and like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Where's Brian Kelly at? Please bring him back. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, you can you can touch down Jesus all you want. I think Notre Dame's in for a long haul. No, I mean, it's early in the season. You know, I'm starting to get used to the fact, and, and, and I forget who the guest was we had on last week. We were talking about, you know, what's college football going to look like at the end of Nick Saban's tenure in 2030, assuming that he coaches all the way through that point. And he said he really feels like the rich is going to get richer. You're going to have you know, the upper echelon, three or four teams right now, it's Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State, and then everybody else. And and, and, and I'm used to now looking uh, on the Internet and seeing a top-ten team that I cannot believe they're a top-ten team. It started with Cincinnati last year. You mentioned uh, who just moved up to number 11 uh, this past week. And, 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 you know, you look at the Arkansas Razorbacks. You're just not used to seeing a lot of these football teams being a top-ten team. If you were a top-25 football team, you were a good football team. And I'm not saying you're not now. But you also saw teams that were six and five, seven and four that were in the top twenty-five last year. So just uh, you know, take a little grain of salt with it right now. We have a lot of football to play, uh, and it's going to be an exciting season. But some 
Great matchups this weekend. You got Oklahoma playing Nebraska. Uh, before, by what, the way, that's a great matchup. Are you kidding? Well, me? no, it's an interesting matchup, but I'll, I'll say a great matchup certainly for Oklahoma. But before the season, Oklahoma was a one-point favorite at Nebraska. You know what the line is now? Uh, Twenty-two. Uh, it is fourteen. Oh. Uh, so if you get on that game early, uh, you got Georgia giving up sixteen against South Carolina. You mentioned Jay Penn State um, looks fantastic uh, early in the season. They're only a three-point favorite at Auburn. You got Georgia Southern taking on UA. Georgia Southern, of course, the big victory this past weekend, and UAB's favored by 12 over them, which is kind of a strange game. Bama, a big 50 spot against La Monroe, and then uh, we mentioned A&M and what Jimbo Fisher's wanting to do down there, trying to find some offense. They're favored by five against the U in Miami, but some interesting matchups going on this weekend. I cannot wait. Yeah, uh, just looking at the AP Top 25, I mean, I, I have absolutely no problem with Georgia leapfrog, leapfrogging Alabama into the number one slot. Uh, Georgia has the best victory of the season, in my opinion, in their season opening win over Oregon. And then, you know, it's just uh, it's the familiar faces, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson, Oklahoma, USC, are the top seven. And I would not be surprised if – of those top seven, four of those end up in the college football playoffs. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of more movement there at, at the very top of the poll. And, um, you know, about Oklahoma, I, look, Nebraska got outplayed by Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern was a better team than Nebraska on Saturday night, and that's why Scott Frost got fired. Their, their coach, their interim coach, is Mickey Joseph. Mickey Joseph played quarterback at Nebraska – in the mid, uh, sorry, the the late uh, 80s. And, um, 88 to 91. 88 to 91, that's right. We went over this. And uh, he became friends with Charles Thompson, who was the quarterback for Oklahoma at the time. Charles Thompson kid is now starting quarterback at Nebraska. I don't know why, but I, I, I think Nebraska could be a dangerous team this week. Because, look, it's just like you got rid of Frost, you got rid of all that baggage, you got rid of all that misery, and now comes in, now Oklahoma Sooners are coming to Lincoln where there is a very rich tradition of great games between these two. And uh, Memorial Stadium will be uh, filled to the gills. And, uh Again, I, I'm no I'm no one who I, I don't see things through uh, scarlet colored glasses here, but I, I think Nebraska could could actually surprise Oklahoma this week if Oklahoma is not, you know, just really ready for this game and, and, and another early kickoff. Um, and uh, this has been a game that 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 Nebraska has been circling for a long time. Jay, we yeah, we talked about uh, Matt Tennessee needing to uh, for for the SEC. I mean, it, they the, Tennessee and Alabama built the SEC through what the fifties, sixties, seventies, pretty much through the eighties to a degree. Um, and Tennessee has been off. Josh Heupel has been getting this team back and trying to uh, get, get them playing at a higher level. They they moved up uh, big time this week, nine spots. Uh, in the uh, AP poll, Tennessee uh, was not ranked uh, in the coaches' poll. They moved up uh, at that point in time uh, for Tennessee to number 16. So this is a team right now that's uh, kind of doing all the right things. But your take on what Josh Hopple has done so far? I really, really like what he's done. And their quarterback is a dangerous threat on at any point on the field. But they gotta, they're got they going to get a test here for too long. 
Was Pitt a big test for them? Uh, uh, kind of. They're a top 25 of. team. Yeah, I mean, it's a top are. 25 yeah. win. Sure, and, it's on the road. Yeah. I mean, you know, it took overtime to get it done, but they do have a breather against Akron this weekend, which is always nice, but uh, they're sitting in a pretty good spot. Oh, and I want to clarify and make sure everybody knows what Jay and I are talking about here. The SEC and college football is better if the if the orange are. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, the continued domination by the Crimson Tide over Tennessee doesn't bother me a bit. Well, sure. Absolutely. And I, and I know Tim B's coming up here in a few minutes, and I know what he had to say about Scott Frost several years ago, and, and certainly we've talked about that a lot here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. But, Jay, you brought this up to, to start the show. I mean, if they wait till October, they're cutting his buyout in half. Uh, that should tell you what kind of deep pockets Nebraska obviously has. But it kind of took me back to, you know, I think whenever you bring back a home guy, a guy's going home, whether it's Jim Harbaugh back to Michigan or whether it's Kirby Smart to Georgia, which obviously has worked out really well. I think about Pete Rose going back as a player manager of the Cincinnati Reds. You want it to work so bad because it's one of our own. And it's like it's got and I think you are willing to look past a lot of the warts and the pimples, and, and, and you're very redemptive, and you forgive him for losing ball games. When you talk about 0-14 against AP-ranked teams in his tenure there at Nebraska, it was time to pull the trigger. And I don't know if they could have held on after losing to Georgia Southern this past week, even if it would have saved them 7 or $8 million. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not so sure if anybody's done a better job than Kirby Smart has done, at least in recent history, of going back to your former your school year, alma mater, and having a chance to – win championships uh, and compete each year, year and out, recruiting the way that he has. Um, I mean, he's done an excellent job at that. Sometimes it works, and then, uh, but sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I think when it doesn't, then it's harder to pull the trigger of getting rid of a guy because of those ties to the university. I, I totally get that. Um, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, where Nebraska heads from here. I know a lot of people looking at Matt Campbell, maybe the top choice for Nebraska. We'll see whether or not he leaves Iowa State and decides to do that. But I think we got to – a few more, uh, a number of weeks. I, I still, I, I don't know. In large, maybe you can hit on that. I know we got to get to Tim here in just a second, but I, I still think from just an administration or just handling the business side of it, that uh, you still could have said, look, you know, we're, we, you're going to be let go and we're, we're going to do that in October, but you're done. You know, you, you have no more decision making. You know, that could have been behind the scenes. Just still surprised that kind of money that they would just throw it around. Well, I, I think there's a information that we are not aware of. Either players went to Trev Alberts, the athletic director, and voiced uh, big-time concerns about what is happening uh, in meetings, at practice, et cetera. And also perhaps a, a booster with really deep pockets called Trev on Saturday night and said, hey, I'll pick up the $7.5 million tab, get this SOB, get, get this SOB out of here. Uh, uh, yes, it was me, actually. Yes, I just, I, I, I cashed in my 401k early. But then that's how we know that you know that Matt Campbell is going to Nebraska because got, it's got, all your decision. I got, right? yeah, I got, I got people in the athletic department, man. That's what everybody's telling me. It's Matt Campbell. And, and there's a firm belief that Matt Campbell is going to accept the position. All right, we'll be Matt Campbell. We're not sure, but we know Tim Brando's coming up next right here on the Jay Barker Show. Live from AVX, he'll have a lot to say. We'll get into it with Tim Brando. Coffee Shop, Catch a Taste Restaurant, and Hay Court Apartments in Tuscaloosa. The Literacy Council of West Alabama serves nine counties by getting books into the hands of children and adults. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A day of blue sky and sunshine. The weather less humid, the high today 84. Clear and cool again tonight, below 58. 
Happy stay dry tomorrow and Thursday. Lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 84 and 87. I'm James Spam on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 80 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tuesday, and always great to have him on. Tim, how are you, my man? I'm wonderful, Jay. Was that the uh, the lyrics there, the theme song of the Nebraska fans this week? <laughs> <laughs> Already oh, no, throwing jabs. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's start there because that that is the big story, uh, one of the big stories in college football outside of all the upsets uh, that happened this past weekend. But Scott Frost is out, and uh, who do, who do you think ends up getting that job? Boy, that's a great question. I have uh, I have no idea. I, I think that the people, as usual, that the fans are talking about, uh, you know, pipe dreams and, uh, you know, it's like, remember when John Gruden was being the most talked about coach, not the coach, at every college in America? You know, Tennessee had him there, what, how many, three times? I think Tennessee had Gruden coming three different right, times. Right, right. Uh, Urban Meyer is that guy now. And, uh, no, I don't see Urban Meyer coaching there. I don't see Urban Meyer coaching anywhere uh, in the foreseeable future. Now, you know, I think in his 50s at some point, you know, he, he may get the um, uh, uh, the itch and, and somebody will scratch him, I'm sure. But, but not now. I don't see it at all. Uh, and when you talk to people in Nebraska, I was talking to Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry, the cable guy, as I was driving home on Sunday, I wanted to check on him, so I gave him a call. <laughs> like, are you okay, Buff Al? Are you, you going to be all right? And um, Because he's been through it, and he's a big-time Nebraska fan. And um, he, um, you know, he was telling me that's all anybody was talking about was Urban, and I was like, no, that's just forget about it. You know, Urban, if he does coach, he's going to go someplace where you're guaranteed to get great players all the time to win championships, and what's the biggest problem Nebraska has? Geography uh, for recruiting. It's just been uh, a real problem for them, really, since um, since college football changed in the 90s, and, and they chose to go into the Big Ten geographically. So, I mean, for, Scott Frost couldn't get the guys that he thought he would get. He finished second a lot, but, you know, that'll get you fired, too finishing second a lot so you know look I, I i think that whoever they get needs to be uh a coach that has a system uh in place that guys just can't wait to play for and uh i threw it out there yesterday and i and i did um i did tweet it out and i shouldn't have done that but i did text uh, Hugh Freeze, and I just said, would that be a job that would interest you? And he was like, well, if they want to win, <laughs> you know, and, uh, uh, you know, it was just speculative stuff on my part, 
But I think he was going to get a job at the P5 level sometime soon. And um, But I don't know that Nebraska would even consider him. You know, Trev Alberts, and it's not, it may not be a great fit. You know, he was a reach for anybody right now. Any athletic director would be reaching to some extent because of Hughes' pass. But um, I think a coach with that kind of system uh, that, that everyone knows about, that's the only way you're going to attract the kind of players that Nebraska needs to to be able to contend on a regular basis in the Big Ten, especially uh, in that division of the Big Ten. Tim, your thoughts on uh, Alabama escaping Austin, Texas uh, with a one-point victory. Uh, is there any uh, cause for major concern for Crimson Tide fans? Yeah, absolutely. That was a pathetic effort. Uh, their offensive line got thrown around by a group of freshmen and sophomores. Uh, and um, their defensive line uh, yielded a lot, I thought. Uh, that's supposed to be the strength of, of that football team. And uh, uh, I, was, I, was, I was really just uh, amazed. I had them winning. I think we talked last week. I thought the game would be over at the end of the first quarter. I mean, <laughs> I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, that they were very, very lucky. A that Ewers got hurt, and that Card got hurt. You know, Card was playing on a leg and a half. Uh, he pulled up uh, Gimpy with a hamstring on a uh, scramble, and played on a leg and a half, which limited what they could do offensively in a very big way. And yet, they were still successful in getting a lot done on on that side of the ball. Stay in the game and. And really have a chance to win it if they if they could have controlled the clock a little bit better and had a few more options offensively, then they could have had a walk off field goal. But they were limited, and uh, to Alabama's credit, they were able to force them into a field goal with enough time remaining that that uh, Bryce could work some magic, and he did with the help of uh, an official not calling an obvious holding call uh, on number sixty five. <laughs> I mean that was one of those. Uh, holding calls that uh, would be made against seemingly any team would be called for holding uh, except Alabama. That was just an amazing missed call. It was a great play by Bryce. You know, that was an unabated linebacker on a, on a, on a blitz that had a shot, didn't get him, and he made the play, but he doesn't make the play without the hold. Tim Brando from Fox is our guest here on the Jay Barker radio show. Tim, what kind of statement did, uh, Sarkeesian make to the SEC and all, everyone else around the country. Well, I, you know, I don't know that there's a statement there, uh, uh, Matt Tony. I don't, you know, I don't think uh, there's a statement to be made by Texas until they follow up a performance like that with another performance like that and a win. Uh, I'll just give you a heads up: uh, Texas San Antonio this week. That's a dangerous game for Texas. They could lose mm-hmm. that game. And then a week later, they go to Texas Tech. I don't know if you caught any of my Houston-Texas Tech game that went to double overtime, but that was a hell of a yep. game. And Texas Tech, is no, that's no easy out. Okay, And they're waiting in Lubbock with bated breath for a last shot at Texas to give them a lovely parting gift before they go to the SEC. So, you know, for Texas, we've seen this before. You know, tremendous performance, play well, everybody thinks, Hey, we're back. They say we're back. You know, McConaughey says, uh, you know, we're back. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and guess what? They're not. Okay. 
So I, I don't think there's a statement there until they follow up a performance like that with some sustained success. That, that's been their problem, you know. Uh, Tom Herman had uh, some games that everybody thought was tremendous. Remember when they had that tremendous win against Notre Dame and that, uh, uh, gosh, that was uh, Charlie Strong was the coach then. Everybody thought, my God, they're back, you know, and they're off to a four and eight season. So uh, that's the that's the thing with Texas is that you know they can put it together at home when they need to against the right opponent, but can they have any level of consistency? And their issues at quarterback are real, you know. I mean, yours out. And Hudson Card is a really good player. He started for them in their opener last year when they beat uh, Billy Nature's team and then was replaced by Casey Thompson, but uh, he's no, he's not yours at all. And uh, that's going to limit them and what they can do from an offensive standpoint. Timmy B. from Fox Sports uh, on the Jay Barker Radio Network. And, uh, Tim, it's Tony Curry, man. Great to talk with you again. It's been a long time. I want to do a little contender pretender with you. I want to name some teams. And I want you to tell me if they're going to contend for something, whether it be a conference championship, even a national championship, or they're just pretending because it's early in the season. These are teams that people were talking about before the season started. I'll start, right. of course, with uh, USC. Everyone's loving USC 2-0 and right now. Contender, pretender. Pretender. Oregon State might get them this week. Uh, you know, oh, they, wow. they look great. They, they look great. I said this week. Oregon State gets them week from Saturday. They, they play Fresno State this week. And, by the way, Fresno State's pretty I can't good. Be- and they're looking, no and they're looking, yeah, they're looking to get into the Pac-12. By the way, Fresno State, so you know they want to impress. But Oregon State, Jonathan Smith has come over and done a tremendous job with the Beavers, and that game's going to be in Corvallis a week from Saturday, and um, it'll be a late, you know, Pac-12 after dark game. But they that that's a dangerous game for SC. Look, Stanford is not very good. You know, the Jaws have got problems. Uh, they have no home field advantage whatsoever. To USC's credit, I will say this. They played bad teams. They played Rice, and they played Stanford, and they've gotten on the jugular, and, and they have not let their foot off the jugular. Okay, That's been pedaled to the metal. But they've not been uh, challenged yet. I, I think Fresno will challenge them some this week. I think they'll get a hell of a challenge at Oregon State, who might be a sleeper to contend for the – Pac-12 championship this year. They're that good this year, and no one's talking about them. I mean, nobody. Um, no one's talking so, yeah, about right yeah. now. No I one's call talking about. No one's talking about Bob Stoops anymore because it's Mark that's getting it done. Number nine, <laughs> the country, Kentucky, two and zero, contender, pretender. They're a contender, you know, and and I I put them up in my poll. I think uh, in the ten position this week. I think I put them there uh, yesterday. I, I love that team. They know who they are. You know, Kentucky knows who they are and they play to that and and levis is a great leader even if he's not having a uh, a great statistical game that kid is a great leader and their defense is always going to make plays i mean when they needed a play made they got it now richardson i think probably and the entire florida team proved that they couldn't handle a full cup of success for one week at home after their big win um, and I do think Florida is, is, is a representative team. I, I don't think that that's a bad team suddenly just because they lost to Kentucky. I thought Kentucky would beat them before the season started. I thought they'd beat them uh, after Florida beat Utah. So uh, I like Kentucky a lot. And, and they may well be answering the question now, who's the third best team 
in the SEC. It could be Kentucky. It could be Arkansas. Uh, that's another team, I think, is a contender. And Alabama better be ready for that game when they travel there. Mm. Uh, but I think it was proven last week that the biggest fraud was Texas A&M. Uh, I, I said, you know, months ago that that team had no business being ranked where they were. And they proved it against App State. App State's a very good team. They've done this before. But I think you, we, we now know that uh, A&M is a fraud. Well, if A&M's a fraud, then does the U get them this weekend as they're uh, catching five, five and a half at A&M? Are they a contender pretender to Miami, uh, Florida Hurricanes? Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's, talk about a dangerous game. Man, oh, man, mm-hmm. what timing there, right? Um, and both teams really need it. And, you know, Mario uh, Cristobal is saying, okay, well, we know we're going to get their best after the kind of performance they had. That's probably that, the most intriguing game of the weekend, I think. Uh, it's the one I'll be keeping my eye on uh, uh, a lot, I can tell you that. We were talking about uh, just last week about how the SEC and college football as a whole is better when Tennessee is good. They're 2-0, and and Josh Heupel, I think we all like what he's doing right now with that football team. Contender, pretender, 2-0 and right now. Well, I'm going to call him contender now because uh, I wasn't a believer until this win against Pitt. Uh, they really, I mean, the difference in that game was the physicality of the Tennessee defense wearing down uh, Pitt uh, late in the game. Uh, both quarterbacks were just, you know, Slovis got, I mean, he was <laughs> he was dinged up quite a bit. And then the backup could barely get to the line of scrimmage in the overtime. So uh, I talked to my friend Sean McDonough, who did, who did that game, and he was like, you know, we, we kind of figured, he and Todd were talking to themselves and said, we kind of figured that this thing, the, the longer it went on, it was more advantage Tennessee because they were fresher, they were deeper. And I think we knew offensively that Heifel had it going on, but now the defense for Tennessee is making plays. So, you know, those are two teams on that Alabama schedule that should uh, should be on high alert for, for Bama fans because of where, where these games are going to be played. Tim, can you join us one more segment? Yeah, sure. No problem. Okay. When we come back, we'll get your top four and uh, kind of run through the top ten as well and some of the teams that we feel like will be uh, have a chance to end up in the playoffs uh, coming up and uh, much more with Tim Brando from Fox. We'll uh, continue live from ABX Audio Video Excellence. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. 
Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. Tim, again, thanks for being with us, as always, on Tuesdays, uh, Tim's with us and uh, talking college football. I want to get your top four right now. Who do you like, and um, you know who, who do you think, out, even outside of your top four, has a chance to make the playoffs right now? Georgia's got to be number one. They're playing better than anybody. Uh, their defense is just incredible, and uh, Stetson Bennett is the most improved quarterback in the country. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback, but he's certainly the most improved. He's now a playmaker. A big time playmaker, and uh, I think it's time that we we point that out. Uh, I mean, he's just been incredible, and and Georgia has uh, replaced all those guys that were NFL players with more dudes. 
You know, I mean, Kirby's, Kirby's doing it, uh, the blueprint that, that Nick put together in, 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 a, in a great way. And right now, uh, his guys are playing light years ahead of Alabama. Ohio State, I've got number two uh, because I think the Buckeyes uh, have more variety ways to beat you than Alabama. Their offense is without, uh, obviously, Smith and Jigba, but they can still score a lot of points. I'm going to see them this week. Uh, they're home against Toledo. By the way, just uh, a food for thought, Toledo took Notre Dame to the wire, you might recall, uh, last year, and I think there's a good chance they scored 55 last week. Who knows? Maybe they'll have a, a couple of moments. We saw the Sun Belt go 3-0 and against Power 5 teams. Maybe maybe there can be a Mac attack uh, at the shoe this week. But, but Ohio State, to me, Ohio State, to me, is without question number two. Alabama, I dropped from two to three this week because uh, I thought that they were damn lucky to win the game. Uh, they were outplayed uh, in almost every facet. And uh, if not for Bryce Young and a miraculous play and the help of uh, a miraculous non-call, uh, they come home losing. So, but, but Alabama finding a way to win in situations like that certainly is worthy of them being you know, in the top four and who knows? In a few weeks, we might be talking about Alabama making the playoff in the third or fourth hole. I mean, there might be another team out there that we don't know about that's going to be really good this year. And really, all that matters in the end is that you make the playoff. We've seen them win it when they've been in the fourth position. So uh, it's all about how well are you playing at the right time of the year. Michigan, I, because Baylor lost, they got their first big test at BYU, went to overtime, couldn't pull it off. Uh, a tough loss for them and I thought for the Big 12 because Baylor, in my opinion, had a really good chance to run the table uh, in the Big 12. I still believe they're capable, uh, along with uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, out of the Big 12 at, at, at making a run to the, to the Final Four. But I put Michigan, it looks as though Jim Harbaugh made the right choice at the quarterback position. We'll find out more about his team when he goes up, uh, you know, has to score points against Maryland a week from Saturday. I think they get to Connecticut this week, so not they're not going to be tested this week. But I've got I've got Michigan in the fourth position. But these other teams, Jay, to your point, who who else is out there that can get it done? I'm not going to close the book on Baylor, even though they have a loss. They have to win every game, but I'm not going to close the book on them. And the other sneaky, really good team out there again this year is Oklahoma State. It appears that Spencer Sanders has really gotten his act together offensively. And uh, Derek Mason's doing a nice job taking over for Jim Knowles, who I'll see this week in Columbus. He took the uh, defensive coordinator position with the Buckeyes and is already making a difference. You can tell Ohio State's defense is uh, much improved over where they were this time last year when they lost to Oregon. And uh, out west, um, you know, I, I, I feel the same way about Utah as I do Baylor. Uh, I, I think Utah can still do damage, and I still think they'll handle USC when they get them at home. Um, but um, that, that, that's about it. Those are the, the teams that jump out at me that could possibly make uh, a strong run. And in the SEC, uh, Kentucky and Arkansas are the two hot teams to me, the two teams that if I'm an Alabama fan, I am really concerned about those games. Because they're both physical. Tim, do you they watch have quarterbacks that are physical too? Those two quarterbacks, you know, Jefferson and and, uh, and Levis uh, are the kind of leaders that you want to have 
when you play a team like Alabama and you've got them at home. Tim, do you watch the Mannings? On Monday night? Yes, sir. No, no, no. I, I'm not a <laughs> – I want to watch a conventional play-by-play call. No, I'm not into that. I, listen, I love the Mannings, you know, but, uh, you know, they're good friends of mine, but I'm not interested in uh, in that sort of approach to uh, watching a football game. That's that's to get the uh, I'm, I'm, I'm that's to you. get the younger audience. They're not targeting our demographic for that, uh, Matt. You don't ever watch the Nickel. You don't ever watch the Nickelodeon Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you don't like friend, Queen Latifah uh, talking between plays. <laughs> my friend Iron Eagle uh, of CBS. His son Noah is working for us at Fox now. He did the Nebraska Georgia Southern game, and it sounds just like he sounds just like Iron, and he looks just like Iron. And he did those games, I think, last year where they. Um, where they through through the glob you got globbed or whatever they call it you know uh, yeah those yeah. those can be fun to watch from time to time but <laughs> it's not something I'm gonna weigh in on I want to watch a football game I want to I want to hear somebody yeah. that I know knows more than I know you know and it's not someone like Tim Brando on your show <laughs> talking about getting globbed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's rare. Tim, t- Tim Brando from Fox Sports joins us here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. All right, um, final question for you: Nick Saban undefeated against his assistants until obviously he lost the last two last season. He gets back off the Schneid, takes care of Sark this past Saturday. Which one of Saban's disciples will win a national championship first? Is it Jimbo, Napier, Kiffin, or Sark? Wow, that's a great question. That is a great question. I don't think it's going to be Jimbo. I really don't. Um, I think in time, uh, if those, you know, whack job Gator fans leave him alone and let him do his (laughs) job, coach the team the way that team needs to be coached, Billy Napier will do it. Um, Sark's just got way too much, way too many layers of bureaucracy at Texas. Uh, but I, I mean, I'm just going based on the way what we've seen transpire since Mac Brown went through the door. You know, when when Mac left, it's just been drama, 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 and um, and I think uh, leadership has been the issue. You watch if Texas loses, gets on a, you know, if if they drop one of these next two weeks games after this tremendous performance that they had um, against Alabama, you you watch. Somebody somewhere, okay, among those uh, uh, boosters are friends of the program, as we like to call them in Texas, okay, that somebody's going to say, hey, man, you know, you've got a great coach in there that's the analyst. You might as well probably designed that. They already, you heard it this week, right? Boy, Alabama, they had a hard time. To, you know, those receivers, they weren't getting free. They weren't running free. Gary Patterson, he's a defensive analyst. He was, he was helping them. I guarantee you, Del Conte, the athletic director there, erected a statue for Gary Patterson at TCU, okay? And where is Gary Patterson now? He's a Texan. So (laughs) you watch. There will be, if there's any discontent this year with what's going on with Sark, you watch somebody with with a lot of money is going to be, hey, man, we got problems. We need Gary Patterson. That's going to happen. Just watch. It'll happen. 
Tim, we got about two minutes, but I got to ask you about Mississippi State. They're not ranked in either poll. They're two and zero. They've won big in both games against Memphis and Arizona. Just kind of your take on Mississippi State, Will Rogers, what they're, what they're doing offensively. Oh man, it, it, you know I think we talked about this, Jay, at the beginning of the year. Who is the sleeper among sleepers in the league? And I I thought it was Mississippi State because of Will Rogers. He's not just a system guy for for the for the leech air race. I mean he's not. And uh, I, I don't know if you noticed this. We certainly did with the Texas Tech game, uh, and even with Dana Holgerson from Houston. Some of these air raid guys, uh, Jay, are beginning to play ball control on yeah. a case. They're actually running the football. <laughs> They're playing yeah. a little complimentary football. And, uh, you know, you, you've got all those wide gaps with that spread. And even Leach, who normally would just, he wouldn't, he wouldn't let you run it. He would still throw it so it would be a pass, to pad the stats for passing. But now they're actually running the football some to go along with Rodgers, who is, like I said, I think he's a, he's a pro. That guy's got to be a pro and a very good one, I think. Uh, speaking of the Mannings, I talked to Archie uh, every year after the Manning Passing Academy. He loves Will Rodgers. thinks he's uh, probably the most undervalued uh, big-time quarterback out there uh, in the SEC, and, and I don't disagree. Uh, they could beat LSU, uh, and, and it wouldn't be the first time that that's been an issue for them. Uh, that that's a, that's a great one. I think that Mississippi State not being ranked is just a byproduct of, uh, you know, not having a brand. You know? I agree. Did you, did, you guys, did you guys see the top 25, by the way? Did you see where uh, we, we've got teams. Of Notre Dame uh, isn't ranked, but um, I'm trying to think, who was the team? The, uh, the other team that A and M is ranked. Okay, so A and M is ranked, and the team that beat them is not. How does that work? <laughs> huh? I mean, help me yeah, out. Great <laughs> I mean, I just it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing to me. Both one on one, yeah. Yeah, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I believe that uh, uh, the, the, the polls themselves are such a joke. And uh, you have to just do your homework and know uh, a little bit about these teams. And you can't rank them based on how well they did in recruiting the year before. The whole mm-hmm. A&M thing was about recruiting, all of it. Well, we're number one in recruiting, bought every player. Well, so rank them right up there around number five, six. You still have to develop guys. You still have to go out and win with them. Um, you know, I'm looking at teams that are developing talent. Kansas State consistently does it. They're going to get a shot at beating Oklahoma a week from Saturday at Norman. They've done that before. Climbing's mm-hmm. uh, done a great job. There are so many teams out there, Jay, that never get any love traditionally, and, and Mississippi State is one of them. You know, that's yeah. why what Mullen did to get them to number one that year with Prescott, I mean, that's why those people mm-hmm. went nuts there. It just doesn't happen. Tim, always great stuff, my man. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. Always Have a pleasure. And uh, you bet. You, we'll talk again next Thank week. You. Have a great call this weekend. Tim Brando, joining us from Fox Sports. Yeah. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide. Quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A day of blue sky and sunshine. The weather less humid. The high today, 84. Clear and cool again tonight, the low 58. And we stay dry tomorrow and Thursday. Lots of sunshine both days with warm afternoons. Highs between 84 and 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 80 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Got a short segment here to end uh, hour number two. I really thanks to uh, Tim Brando, and we went long with him, but uh, always great information from Tim and a great perspective as well. And uh, real quick before uh, we get into anything else, but uh, Tony, if you don't mind, Tony Curry Radio Network. Tony's with us every uh, Tuesday or Wednesday and, and then with us on Fridays. But uh, give everybody uh, kind of how they can find you each and every day. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, yeah, go to your app store or Android and uh, pull up TKR, Tony Curry Radio. It's under TKR, Tony Curry Radio. Uh, download our app. We have 13 different shows, including Wanna Bet with Kip Kiefer. He is uh, having a Kip fantastic... Kiefer. He uh, is 12-6 and six so far in his first two weeks of picks, so he's doing pretty well. So that no. show airs. We have Dark Side of Poots. Right we have uh, Blues... We, I, I know, right? Uh, we have uh, Blues... <laughs> Al- we have... <laughs> no doubt. For Alabama, We have Blues is. Almighty with... Uh, with with Billy F. Gibbons from ZZ Top, he's coming to town. I'm going bowling with him on the 28th. I'm not supposed to so say am I. that. Uh, but he's going to be playing in town on the 29th. He does a show with us on Thursday with Austin Hanks. We have Damon Johnson. We have just a plethora of great shows. You get them all first run on the TKR and Tony Curry Radio, the app. Or just to go check out Tony Curry uh, podcast, Tony Curry Radio podcast. We're on every major indice, and you can check that out. And I really appreciate you uh, bringing that up, Jay Bird. Thank you so much. All right, guys. I've got to fit this story in. We only have a minute. Sergio Garcia is facing a fine from withdrawing from the DP World Tour this past Friday after carding a 76. He didn't stick around to play round two, see if he was going to make the cut. So they're threatening to fine him, okay? Do you know where Sergio went after he withdrew? Just take take a uh, wild I, I, guess. I know because I'm looking at the story, so you drop it. He was at the Alabama, Texas. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, Jay? I just found I did this not. story. Outside, there were a lot of celebrities there. Sergio. Yeah. He was with his wife, too. Oh. Hey, honey, you didn't do too well in that first round. What do you say we go to the Alabama, Texas game? (laughs) It's just kind of random, isn't it? Well, when you're making all that money from the live tour, you can just go ahead and just, who cares about fines, right? Wear the wrong socks and get fined 20 grand. Who cares? Remember how long his waggle used to be? He can do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. Pardon me? It was annoying. Is that Wait a, a minute. Is that a new club, Jay, or something? What is yeah. that? Is that your one iron? Or are you just <laughs> is, that, is that the one that Tiger Woods got hit with? Yeah, that I guess. Tony, thank you. Matt, thank you. Lars Anderson, and also thanks thank to Tim you. Brando. And Michael Casagranda from AL.com. To uh, Joe Gaither and all the folks there at Tide 100.9 FM and our producer, 